This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hold on, stop. Welcome back to the Shit Show 2.0. Okay, Boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick. <laughs> What is going on? And welcome to Take on the World with Johnny and Mike D. Here we are once again in the dungeon. It's been a while. Not too, too long. We still have uh, our Lucid Dream episode coming up. It should come out. Does it air yet? Nope. This week. Oh, man. This week. I want to listen to that one. Um, again. And we have... We have been waiting to do these. Yeah, mine, mine's... I'm not sure what this is. Mine's black. It's in a black container. So we are drinking La Rana Dorada. Wait, wait. Hold on. Cerveza American-style IPA made in Panama. Panama. So this is the one of the beers I brought home from Panama that we were going to do beer reviews on. So we're just going to drink it on the show and looking forward to it do you want to do like the normal well we'll just look over the things and the ratings and we'll the... just talk about it right. see how it tastes <sighs> so it opens like a normal can yes it does yeah i did i had a i had a beer the other day and i opened it right and it bent right here at the tip <laughs> and i was like what how is that even possible weak metal it's probably chinese metal i've never had that happen before <laughs> so um I'm just going to jump right into this because I smelled it. It's got, you don't like IPAs, do you? I'm not a huge IPA fan. Yo, that's not bad. It's not bad. It's like if I was looking at a shelf of Panamanian beers, this would be the last one I'd pick up. I think this is what American IPAs started off as, and then they just went out of control. Yeah, they, they, they're way out of control. And it's like, oh. But this one still has that bitterness at the end that I don't care for. Um, it's it's not bad, but I always I always thought of um, I have this memory in my head. Uh, I was living with a girlfriend at the time, and they kind of lived in the woods. And it was really it was like a nice rainy spring day, but it was really warm, and we were just it's a nice sunny afternoon or rainy foggy afternoon, <clears throat> and. We bought a case of IPA and we sat up in her uh, upstairs bedroom and drank this stuff all day long watching like cheesy videos, cheesy movies. And they were, this is what that reminds me of. They weren't too hoppy. No, it's not super hoppy. It's just got that little hop bitterness at the end. That Yeah. And this is what that beer reminds me of. Just like that lazy, beautiful, sunny, rainy fall day. Like towards the end, not fall, but like towards the end of summer. And it's getting a little, I don't know. It's just a good memory is what I'm trying to say. So you like this one? I like this one a lot. So uh, what are you rating it at? 
I don't know what rating are we using. Whatever rating you want, doesn't matter. Uh, I give it a. I'm gonna go a different rating than you do. Okay. I'm gonna give it a don't like, like, really like, the best. I'm okay. gonna say like. I'm gonna say what was the the, the options? Don't like. Don't like. Like really like. I'll go. Best. I'll go like. Okay. I'll go like. Uh, th- that'll be like a a three for me on Untapped. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's the beer. Now yeah. I'm going to put mine in my koozie uh, so it stays cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody cares about this. It's got a high alcohol content. Does it? 6.5. That's, 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 that's well, that's, that's pretty on par for an IPA, I guess. So the uh, Oktoberfest that I'm making for Nathan's birthday is going to be just under six. So, yeah. La Rana Dorada. Artwork's pretty cool. Yeah. It's actually, this was. What I was told, and I could be wrong, one of the first craft breweries or artisanal breweries in Central America. I wish I could read this Long Live the Frog because it's, yeah, all, I know. it's all in Spanish. So I don't in know Espanol. So very, so, very easy IPA. That's that's the way we're gonna start the show. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Wait, hold on. I want to talk about Copper John's. Oh, beer care. oh, yes, sir. I love. I bought the. I know that's why I wanted to do this because I know you bought the soap. <clears throat> I I don't remember what the name of the soap was. You kind of caught me off guard. It was something coastal or whatever, and it lasts for, it lasts forever, and I love it. I was so clean, my face wasn't breaking out, <clears throat> and then. Um, I just felt squeaky clean when wait, I was wait, done with wait, it. Wait, 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 you know what I mean? Like you don't I feel know what like you mean. greasy, and you can use it. I used it on my hair, face, whatever. And then when I got out of the shower, um, I usually don't have to shave because these little pubes don't grow too fast. Ten four. But I, I got to shave every day. <clears throat> I did buy the um, beard uh, butter, and I put that on and it the the fringe is like it's it's more controlled. And then when I'm done with wiping on my beard, I just rub it in my hair and I'm good to go. And I smell fucking amazing. Um I also after you said you, you love the soap, I bought some soap. <clears throat> uh I got cherry something. Oh yeah, you did say the cherry one oh, smells it amazing. Fucking smells amazing. When I just when I got the package and, and I would squeeze the package and air would come out of the package. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. And then I, would, I got I got the lime basil. I would surmise probably anything they sell smells amazing. Yeah. Um and it's all natural stuff. And man. I use the beer butter. Now we bought this stuff. Like well, but hold on back up. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm so impatient. Somebody was impatient. I bought the stuff even though somebody has a discount code and that discount code is going to be right up top here and i didn't know i didn't remember what it was and i texted him and he didn't get back to me and i was like yeah screw it i'm gonna buy it so i pull i paid full price for it which is fine i don't mind donating or spending money on a good product and what i got was a awesome product now i have said this before everybody has their fade favorite beard and soap and whatnot I was using Duke Cannon soaps and I liked them. Uh, See, I did not like them. I did. 
I didn't like them. Oh, too bad for you. I think they did the smell did not it wasn't strong. And it didn't stay. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't, didn't hold. But the Copper Johns, the scent stays with you. It stays. Um, so everybody has their favorite. We like these. We bought these. We're using these. Uh if you have a beard or pew pairs. Or pew pairs on your face. And you know, or, or, or you're looking for a decent soap to use, uh, check them out and you could check them out and get the discount. And, right and here. listen, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big guy and I got to shower regularly. And sometimes the stuff you get at the store just does not do the trick. You stink after you shower and this stuff, I guarantee you, you will not smell after you, you will smell great after you shower. Truth. So, uh, check out Copper John's. I have a direct link for the discount in the description. And I have the discount code above us if you just want to go to their website and uh, check it out. <laughs> okay, and we're back. Yeah. Uh, Where'd we go? I coozed up my beer so it stays, yeah, me, stays cold. Let me cooze up my beer so that... It stays cold. It's a cold beer, not a warm beer. Because if it's a warm beer, it's not a beer. It's not a beer if it's a warm beer. It's a warm beer, not a cold beer. <laughs> so the next thing we got to do is talk about Deluxe Edition Network. So uh, you're going to want to go to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Tell them, Mikey. And check out all the great podcasts. This is a great group of podcasters. There's some really talented and informative podcasts on the, the network. Uh, I suggest you check them all out, uh, deluxeeditionnetwork.com. While you're at deluxeeditionnetwork.com, you'll want to check out the Spotlight Podcast. Every month there's two. This month for the month of August, one of them is the Broken System Podcast. And Johnny. Have you ever watched a crime show where they got it completely wrong, where they chase down the wrong leads, where they do everything wrong, and you know is that person affected by that crime? that they are completely misled, but they won't do anything about it, and they're wrong. So, yeah, that's what they, they check. They, what happens if a killer goes free and the wrong person gets convicted? Yeah, that so, happens all the time, man. And, I'm telling you. Uh, Robert Palmer uh, covers all those cases. The second Spotlight podcast is Quad Pro Quo. Quid? No quad, quad, but it's based, it's inspired by the quid pro quo of Silence of the Lambs. It's hosted by a couple and their neighbors, and um, they, uh, one of them picks a movie, and the rest of them go about, he, he tries to convince them that uh, this is why the movie's good. And then in the end, they all give their opinion on the movie. Um, sometimes they agree, sometimes they don't, just like you and I don't always agree. But uh, it's entertaining. I, I listen to this one uh, when I'm mowing, and uh, I enjoy it. It's always fun. So check them out. Quad Pro Quo and the Broken System Podcast, Spotlight Podcast for the month of Augusta. Okay, and we're back with all the uh, housekeeping out of the way. So uh, how, how's the new house treating you? I love it. Oops. Stop banging on your mic. I, I love it, dude. I forgot how much a work house is, but well, plus you just moved in. You're still putting stuff away. Uh, yeah, I just finally p 
put the majority of my stuff away. And uh, it, um, it's a lot of stuff is like, eh. I've been told if you haven't used it in a year, throw it away. So the stuff I have up from our move from Haven to here, up in the garage, 15 years. Yeah. You're probably not going to use it. You sure? You might. Not. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I'm, I love it. It's in the country. It's uh keeps me busy, which I like. Uh, yeah, the only thing I don't like about it is I'm the the drive. I'm I'm for I'm spoiled because for the last six years I've had actually pretty much the whole time I've worked where we've worked, I've had like a no more than a twenty minute drive. Yeah, now it's about forty. Yeah, almost double. So, Depending on the traffic. Yeah. No, the traffic's not bad because I get up, I leave around five. Um, I've been leaving a little bit before five. And what I'll do is I'll I'll drive and I won't put any music on. I'll just be just silent, leave myself to my thoughts. No, I, I don't want to do that. And uh, so it was a funny story. I was doing that the other day. I think it was just Friday. I'm like, you know, I started thinking about uh, Titanic. Because I was thinking about Titanic 2. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second, too. Okay. So I was thinking about Titanic. I'm like, fuck that bitch, Rose. I'm like, that dumb cunt, cheating on her husband, unfaithful bitch. Who's been what? What was the trip from England to where they... New York to England. New York. What? How many days would that take? I don't know back then. And then she wouldn't even move over on that big ass door. The door right here. This door right here. Yeah, that door. This is the door from Titanic. From Titanic. <laughs> and that bitch would slide over to to save fucking uh, Leo. Jack. Jack. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. She goes, Jack. I'll never let you go. Bye, Jack. Yeah. And then at the end, where they took her on the ship, and uh, remember, uh, she threw the, the the necklace over over sea. Over yeah. You dumb bitch! I'm fucking kill you. That's what I was been out here all my whole life for. Throw her over. You go get that. <laughs> yeah, you just fucking elbowed her in the fucking in the jaw, knock her out, and throw her overboard. So, uh, that that'll segue into uh, you and I having another project coming up soon. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say within the next six months, we'll be ready to go. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a bit. It's gonna be a little bit. I gotta get set up. Still in the works. So we're setting up a Studio B. This is Studio A. There'll be a Studio B. And in Studio B, I'm going to let John talk about it because it was his idea. And I love it because uh, it's something near and dear to my heart. Well, how much should I divulge? Divulge as much as you want to. Cause the name? That, no, I don't want to. No, the, the name. We have the name locked down. I know that, but. Oh, no. No, I want you to talk about it. Well, I'm gonna I give, hear you talk about. I'm it. gonna give the motherfucking name. All right, go ahead. All right. So, um, I'm gonna sit here and drink my beer and listen to you talk about my idea that was so great. John, yeah, John wants to <laughs> John wants to hear me pat him on the back. <laughs> exactly. So, John got called me to one day and he goes, "Hey, I have an idea to do uh, something different, a different podcast. So, take on the world's still gonna go on. We're still gonna bore you with our drivel, um, but." But see, our drivel was never about, it was about us. Like right. For us, because we enjoy this. Yes. So, <laughs> like, I like, I don't care if anybody listens or one person listens. 
if we can get through to that, you know, no, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's, fun it's, a, for me. it's a good stress relief. I love doing this. Yeah. You know, even the, the re, I love doing the research, you know, that's relaxing yeah. to me, believe it or not. Um, and then plus if nobody gets anything out of it, we get something out of it. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of shit I've learned from you in your incessive fucking <laughs> research <laughs> research. <laughs> so, uh, but John, John called me up. He goes, Hey dude, I want to do something called project late night. No, um, it was something called, something. well, you said project midnight. Yeah. Um, but project midnight is some kind of band or something. And yeah. some kind of boy band. We don't want to get those dweebs all worked up at us and it's project late night. So project late night. Um, and what we will be doing is taking a look at uh, B films and ju just B films. So um, I'd like to have a, B a movie films. Yeah. Movie films. Let's clear that up. So um, I'd like to have a, a definite definition for a, a B film for you, but I don't have one right now. Maybe John does. I know. It has no, I don't. I know it has something to do with the budget. It has something to do with who's in it. It has something to do with the production time. Um, I would say my version of a B movie would be that cheesy movie that you would always see on a Sunday morning. So you, if maybe if you're not, you're, you know, 18 or whatever. Like when I was in my early 20s and I had my kid, I just got bit on the head by a mosquito. No, I just touched you. It's right um, here. <clears throat> I what I would wake up in the morning and I would make breakfast. I feed my kid and I would just chill on the couch and we would watch we call it we called it cheesy movie Sunday. And those were all the B real films rolling on all the networks early in the morning. And they're just they're fucking hilarious because they're they're so bad, but bad in in a good way. So I always thought of B films because you said project late night. I would stay up late at night, Friday night, Saturday night, and I would watch like the creature double feature. Yeah. And I would watch Kung Fu theater and I would watch um, all the, um, this from my time, it'd be like the fifties and sixties, all the stuff, monster that aired, movies. all the stuff that aired that wasn't popular. So you'd have your prime time where all the popular shit aired and then the F time where right. the other stuff would air. So there's some movies that uh, we just talked about Titanic. One of the movies we're going to touch on is Titanic 2, which I didn't even know existed. Yeah. So I figured this would be a perfect topic for you to explore and talk about because this is right up your alleyway. Yes. I love movies. Like you, you are the movie buff. Uh, you've probably seen way more B movies than I will ever see. Uh, but I just thought it was a cool topic, and I I pitched it to you the one night. You did all the artwork and the like. I well, I gave you like a thing, the hand drawn thing, and you yeah. came up with that. And I was like, well, I want this, 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 and this, and it, and it fucking turned out great, man. I love it. And then you said, well, add a little bit of this. Yeah, add a little bit of this. Which is, I liked what you. I liked when you said add the, the extra stuff because. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it might've gave the wrong impression, but right. you know, what we're looking at are monster movies. We're looking at uh, horror movies. We're looking at some comedies, some dramas, right. but just lower budget movies that 
some are good and some are horrible and some are just bad in a funny way but i mean this goes back really far so you have i'm not to get too far into it so i mean you got 100 years worth of movies to go over yeah so like i don't know when this shit started but it like so so technically according to the definition blair witch project is a b movie yeah but realistically blair witch is not a b movie because of the amount of money it made right but the amount of money it produced to make or that it took to make it and there was no high-end actors in it right you know so i would tend to think that i would nix out how much money it made because that's that's irrelevant you know they didn't they didn't make the movie to intend to make that much movie they didn't project to make that much movie no you know so it's like we have this this budget and these actors we're going to make this piece of shit yeah and whether or not you fucking retards maybe I want to cut that out but whether or not you people want to cut that one out too can't say you people anymore whether or not our viewers will spend the money to watch the movie is so you know, we like, can't project that um even there's even some movies that i didn't even know they were low budget movies when i watched them and i like <clears throat> i'm gonna throw one at you right now 28 days later yeah i love that movie I, at first when i watched it i'm like ah it's okay and then i realized they only spent like they spent over like like under five hundred thousand dollars making that movie dude i love that movie from when it first came out the first the, time i saw that, when i watched it the second time i was like i appreciated it much more because of what they did with such a limited budget yeah so and that's a that's a good movie like i honestly i'm sick and tired of the 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 hollywood's dying man it's like everything has to be guns explosives high-end shit well yeah it's cool but like where's the originality there is none anymore you know but like even like the 50s grindhouse films you know they were called grindhouse because they would <clears throat> grind them out one after another yeah. after another they 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 production for for three or four weeks and there'd be a movie in the theater six weeks later and you know people would run to see him because it was giant ants or it was the giant woman or a creature from the black lagoon right yeah it's just fantasy kind of horror whatever who's the guy that that we did a podcast on he got he got murdered and buried under his hot tub um he was a famous b movie writer yeah i, I so I, he's he's one i'll of link them. it down below because yeah you know that's that's what we're talking about so anyway that yeah. project is coming up yeah i'd say within the next six months it's august now so yeah. so it's gonna be fun it's gonna be shorter videos just giving you a synopsis of the video kind of like what we think um there's still some tweaking going on but yeah yeah if you like horror movies or b movies or cheesy movies or if you just like film in general film in general check it out yeah check it out um so today uh this topic hit me uh a little bit not not too long ago and um i was watching a video and they 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 mentioned this and i'm like that would be a great subject for us because it's not going to take a whole lot of time to do but there is a lot more to it than people know so um america i want to talk about our national anthem <laughs> So, the uh, our nation's national anthem was born 
to America. September 14th, 1814, during the War of 1812. However, it did not become our national anthem until 1931. Get the fuck out. That's something I didn't know. <clears throat> That's crazy. I, I would I would have thought, like, the moment uh, Washington shoved his bayonet up Britain's ass, like, they regurgitated the national anthem. Right, but this is years later. Two presidents. Yeah. Like, like, you had the revolution. And then you had a period of time where they were building our government. And then you had George Washington for two terms and then John Adams. Yeah, you had the war of eight. So it's it's the Wait. war. Yeah, I oh. said war of 1812. Yeah, but you forgot to call me something. Johnny Jump Ahead? Ah, there it is. <laughs> Hit the button. No, the symbol. No, no. You get the. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so. Uh, so now, what sorry was, for my Heather. What was the War of eighteen twelve? Do you know anything about it? General? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes. So the British talk national, into your microphone. British, uh, they were still pre uh, present down south, and they're like, "Let's give this thing one more go. We're going to chime up again, and we whooped their ass again. That's what it was all about." He said, "Wah wah wah wah." Sort of. So the War eighteen twelve was the U.S. response to British interfering with American trade, and they were conscripting U.S. sailors into the Royal Navy and standing in the way of United States westward expansion. Because apparently didn't Great Britain didn't learn enough to fuck around and find out <laughs> that they figured, let's do it again. Was that what I just said? Almost. <laughs> I, yeah, well, uh, no, well, I they, just, before like they, we did this... They I, were forcing our sailors into their Navy. I didn't know that, but I watched a. I, I love that um, forensic show, or it's not a show, but it's like where they dig up bones. There's this term for it, but they big up. That's dig called archaeology. No, it's they dig up bones out of the ground and they study the bones to see how they were killed. So down in Georgia, there was a big battle and they dug up like all these fucking bones. And they're like, holy crap, this is a historical site. And this was on the exact battle from 1812. So they kind of like just went into like what it was about. And it was basically the British were like, were you mass troops down here? Like the when we won the revolution, we didn't go down that far south. We just kind of won like the northern east coast and let it be. But they were the British were still down in the south. And they're like, well, let's try this again. And they fucked around and they found out again, again. So uh, in June of 1812, the United States declared war in Great Britain. It was not an extremely popular war in the United States. Yeah, no shit. Um, uh, Great Britain was also at that time involved with the war with France. Uh, and until Napoleon's defeat at the Battle of Waterloo in June of 1815, the U.S. had scored some early victories over the Brits. Who else got to make these white flags for us? You are. They, the French had enough of it, and they're like, we're sick and tired of, we are sick and tired of making the white flag. So, you, you know how we always joke about the white flag. Yeah. I just watched a little sidebar. I just watched a video the other day where a guy, actually, it was that guy I, I was talking that the fat electrician. Yeah. So, he was talking about the French, and he said, you know, everybody makes those jokes, but they had a legitimately strong army. <clears throat> uh, and yeah. what, what had happened was during uh, World War II, is instead of having areas heavily fortified, they spread their troops along their whole border. 
and the Blitzkrieg, which was something new at the time, pushed through one point and then fought him from behind. And that's why it fell so quickly. So, well, I mean, in general, but I'm still going to make white flag comments because that's America. In World War One, the French were a very formidable fighting force. Yes, they weren't considered cowards, uh, even when they fought in Vietnam before it was Viet before it was the Vietnam American Vietnam War. Uh, and if it weren't for the French, we wouldn't be here right now. I know. Yeah. So, but fuck them. You white flag waving bastards, cheese eating white flag, <laughs> crustini eating motherfuckers. <laughs> and by the way, why don't you women shave your pits, your legs? What's up with that? I got no answer to that, bro. No, oh, you got a you got a soft heart for some woman you slept with in France, okay. don't you? Okay. But 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 her penis was smaller than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Johnny. <clears throat> okay, so uh, in August of 1814, uh, some people don't even know this either. Uh, the British invaded Washington, D.C. and set fire to the White House. Wait a minute. I thought that was the... Hold on. Before I interrupt, go further. Uh, they set fire to the White House, the Capitol, and other government buildings, scoring a strategic and demoralizing victory. In I, the I did control. know that. But they came from where? Canada. Canada? And I think they use Canadian troops. Canada. Because when my buddy moved down from Canada, one of I went to school with, yeah, he would talk about that. And it was sort of like, you know, how he bust balls. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you, you got nothing. Like, Shut what up. do you think? <laughs> you fucking Canuck. Asshole. <laughs> but yeah, so. So after they took DC. Uh, the British turned their sights on to a key eastern seaport of Baltimore, Maryland. So it was during the 25-hour bombardment of Fort McHenry, which was defending Baltimore Harbor, uh, on September 13th, is where the lyrics for this beautiful song that we all know and love were born. Now, if you don't know and love it, you just, just, just turn us off. Yourself. Just turn us off. Because we're America. Put your head in a sliding door and slam it real hard till your head comes off. I wouldn't say that. <clears throat> That's what I'm going to say. But I would think it. So, um, get an angle grinder and have your best friend <laughs> slice your slice your head off. Um. So, it was. The, the, the lyrics were written by Maryland board Francis Scott Key, who we all know. And he was a lawyer. You know him? Yeah, I knew him. He was a cool dude. Yeah, was he? I used to call him Scotty. What kind of beer did he drink? <laughs> uh, Sam Modelo. Adams. Sam Adams and Modelo. <laughs> he was particular to IPAs. Um, <laughs> so he was a lawyer. He went to this British ship offshore. And he was trying to go negotiate the release of his friend, an American civilian, Dr. Willem uh, Beanies. Benny's? Beanies? Wait, where are you? <laughs> That's not right. Right there. <laughs> Dr. William, I would say Baines. No. B-E-A-N-E-S. He's silent. Baines. Well, John should be silent. Anyway, Dr. 
Let me stick my beans in your mouth, doctor. <laughs> doctor Willem. That's how he got his nickname. He was sticking his beans in everybody's oh, mouth. Jesus. It's a cure for it's a cure for uh, I don't know. Just let me stick my beans in your mouth. Doctor Willem. Cure for halitosis. Was arrested earlier in the battle. <laughs> it's a cure for halitosis. <laughs> Wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> where, where, where are we? I don't know anymore. <laughs> he was arrested for something. He was, he arrest was arrested for sticking his beans in people's <laughs> I don't know exactly why he was arrested, but he was arrested. The tooth doctor. <laughs> are you finished? <laughs> no, I'm not. Not even a little bit. This is what you signed up for. So uh Key was successful in getting this guy free uh but the stipulation was they couldn't return to shore uh during the attack on baltimore because him and his companions had gained some knowledge of the uh the attack that was coming up uh they allowed them to return to their own boat they said vessel i don't know if it was a ship a boat or a dinghy i, I have no clue but they were under the close watch of the Na british navy and they had to watch the bar bombardment on September 13th from eight miles away. Uh, so a little history about Scotty Key, Francis. Uh, he was not a proponent of the war. He was against the U United States entering the War of 1812, and he was considered a reluctant patriot. Well, what the fuck were you going to do? Uh, like I said, it was not a popular war. Uh, I think it was necessary. It, but it made him a very unlikely person to write this song. I think the duality of this is is what is. Like, he was against it, but yet he wrote the thing that was like. That's what I said. Reluctant patriot. Like, he he said, okay, I'm going to stand with America, but I don't think we should be here. Yeah. It's like, ah. It's like the guy who invented um the Gatlin gun. He's like, uh, I don't believe in war. So I'm gonna invent this machine gun that to end wars. To end wars, <laughs> right? So it did the complete opposite. Uh, uh, key. So in key in true American fashion, took the melody of a popular English drinking song, and what is it? To Anacreon. Anacreon in heaven. I, I've never heard this song, and he smacked the British over the head with lyrics that he wrote which is now the cornerstone of american culture oh so every time any english person hears yes. that it's like you know what's also funny is like when we tell an english person like happy fourth of july yeah like we don't celebrate that dickhead <laughs> oh, well, welcome to america so when we don't know a history jumping ahead just a little bit when this song started becoming popular among the the states um there were two songs that were more popular. One of them was Yankee Doodle. And Yankee Doodle used to be something that the British soldiers would sing to make fun of Americans. And we just said, oh, yeah, we like that. Whatever. And they rolled with it. I never understood. I'm sure there's meaning behind Yankee Doodle. Could uh, you imagine if that was our fucking national anthem? Everyone <laughs> 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 gonna fuck my sister. It's gonna be me. So, uh, uh, a Yankee Doodle dandy was like a dandy boy, a pretty boy, something like that. That's what, it. With the macaroni in his cap? 
What the hell is that all about? I, we'll have to do that in a separate episode because okay, I've heard it, but I can't remember what it, what it was. I think the macaroni was isn't that like the the feather? I don't know. Shit's so lost to time. So the tune itself had some popularity in the United States. Not not the the words, but the tune, and had been used for some other uh, songs. Uh, the second president, John Adams, used the tune for the song "Adams and Liberty." Uh, Key himself had also used the tune before, uh, and wrote a song commemorating the 1805 American naval victory in the Barbary War. I don't know what the Barbary War is. The Boer War, the Seventeen Year yeah, War. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I don't know anything <clears throat> about it. It's like a bunch of guys like killing boars. Oh, out of control! They had like dinosaur legs. And that arms. sounds boring. So, um, when he wrote, so back in March, Sweet Z's mattress sent me a pillow. Uh, it is 100% vegan, plant-based down filling, uh, also known as vegetable cashmere, three-layer design. I got it. I felt it. I'm like, oh, this could be way too soft for me. It wasn't. It's perfect. I lay on my back. It supports my head. I lay on my side. It supports my head. I sleep very well with it. Uh, it's got cooling properties because it's uh, covered in cotton. You're going to want to check it out. Uh, if you're in the market for a pillow, well, go to SweetZZMattress.com. And it's SweetZZMattress.com. Use TOTW15 for 15% off your order. They have a 50-day money-back guarantee, free returns on all of its products. Um, they sell sheets, mattresses, um, pillows. Uh, like I said, I have the pillow and I've been using it since March and I love it. So you're going to want to check it out. And if you want to save some money, TOTW15 at checkout. Hold on. Uh, he, he, this is key said this. Can I play this song? The Acreon to Heaven? To Acreon in Heaven? Yeah, go ahead and see if, if we get a strike. Sure. Oh, are we going to go back, Rump? Blasphemy. That sounds uh, horrible. Ours is way better. Yeah. <laughs> F you, England. So that, wait, hold on. This is a duality of Michael. You hate remakes. I do. This is the first earliest remake that you fucking like. Oh, my God. Holy shit. But it's not a movie, so. No, but it's a remake. Yes, it is a remake. Yeah. Like, who the fuck was sitting around in a bar singing this? <laughs> I owed the taxpayer money, and then I didn't pay him, and he took my house. So I'm an alcoholic, and I drink till my wife leaves me. And I think I see a mouse. <laughs> like, anywho. So Key later wrote 
It seems as though Mother Earth had opened up and was vomiting shot and shell in sheets of fire and brimstone. Mm, Sounds like hell. Which is what he saw from the ship. Uh, But when darkness arrived, arrived, he only saw red erupting in the sky. Uh, So he was sitting there thinking, look, (laughs) uh, those Americans at Fort McHenry, they're done. The, The amount of the barrage, it's the the British are going to win this war. Have the, you ever been there, McKenzie? Yeah, I have as a younger man. I I'd like to go down again now. I was not, but I was at Baltimore Harbor where Fort McHenry was. You can see it from the Baltimore Harbor, and I did not know this. I thought that um, Francis Scott Key, uh, Fanny Key, was there under the the bombardment i didn't know he was he was watching it from the the ocean yeah, he's in a safe house in a fucking skiff drinking Chesapeake rum Bay, whatever um so yeah that's, that's, that's uh, pretty 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 interesting so, cool place so keith thought there's no way the americans are coming out of this so the hours passed away but in the clearing smoke i of, think i know where this is going of dawn's early light <laughs> on september 14th he saw the american flag not the british union jack flying over the fort, which announced the American victory. He was so inspired by the sight, he put his thoughts on paper. The initial verse, he wrote it on the back of a letter uh, while he was watching this beautiful, large American flag waving over the fort in the morning. Once back in Baltimore. Wait. Oh, which American flag was it? I'm going to get there. Fuck you. Johnny. Jump. Okay, go ahead. Way ahead. So uh, what? Like okay. So <clears throat> how is your brain like? You're like two steps ahead of me. I did no research. You do all this research. So there was actually two flags. I'm gonna let you ponder on that until we get there. Two flags. No, I I only know of the one with the thirteen, the circle. No, 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 no. The, no. The, yeah. By this time, we were past the thirteen colonies, thirteen circle. I don't know what the other one would have been. I don't know how many. F- but I, that's what I was getting at. I have was, a picture of it. You want to see a picture of it? Was it the was it swastika? No. Uh, no. Would I, I, I? Would you like to see a picture of it? Yeah. Are you going to describe it? I'm going to. Later? I'm going to put the picture up. All right. So. This is the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Francis got keys dick in the fucking mouth of the, the English king. Oh, so it's it looks there. Well, why does it look so 15, 15 stars? Well, that makes sense. They wouldn't have discovered all the fucking states. They didn't, they didn't have the uh, Louis, Louisiana purchase yet. Right. So <clears throat> uh well, how the fuck did they come to the 50 stars? Or was that later on? It was much later on, when okay. there was actually 50 states. Well, how the fuck did we even get on this? What flag did they use? You asked. I know, but I don't know why. Well, you you were asking which flag was it. You thought it was the one with the circle. So they raised the American flag, which would have been that one that you showed. In the morning, they raised the big flag. Which would have been that one. Yes. So it had- that's That's the flag. That was the flag they raised. That's well, the, not the one they raised. No, that's the one they raised. 15 stars. 15 stars. That's that's the actual flag that was raised over Fort McHenry. 
Okay. And I'm interesting, gonna, dude. That's fucking interesting. I'm gonna put that up here. I have a couple pictures dude, of it. I asked the hard answer questions. Yes. It's like Fox News over here, motherfucker. So once he was back in Baltimore, he completed four verses. And I feel, unfortunately, only one is commonly known today. Everybody knows the first verse. But the fourth verse, I think, is actually like the culmination of the song, and it tells the victory. Which is not in the original, always not what we sing today. Well, nobody sings all four verses. Everybody only sings the first verse. I see. No shit. I didn't know. I thought that what we sang today was the actual whole thing. No, there's four verses to it. Yeah, nobody would sit that long at a football game for that. No. Be like, all right, I'm hot. I need another beer. I don't want to keep standing. Man, you start the races already. My boat's not afloat. So originally the song was called Defense of Fort McHenry. Okay. Uh, and it was printed by a local newspaper. Well, that newspaper's article got picked up by two bigger newspapers, and it spread to cities all over the East Coast. And as you would expect, because America, if we can brag on beating the British game, we're going to do it. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm, I'm back up here a little bit. That I'll make this quick. But, <clears throat> like, Americans, when they were fighting British, we they were pretty much British. Oh, yeah. They were just in the like, Revolutionary War, yeah. Yeah, they were like just British people that were born in America well, or either were lived there. George Washington was a British officer. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, he fought for the British. Yeah, against uh, what was it, the Indian, some Indian War, and um, that might have been the Boer War. No, the Boer War was later with Don't muskets know. and shit. Don't know, but yeah, so we're not we're not that far off. So, uh, anyways, go ahead. So, it was uh, November 1814. Key's composition had appeared for the first time under the name Star Spangled Banner. Uh, by the 1890s, the U.S. military had adopted the song for ceremonial purposes, playing it to accompany the raising and lowering of the colors. Uh, in 1916, President Woodrow Wilson, uh, who I think is known as one of the worst presidents ever, signed an executive order designating it the National Anthem of the United States. In 1931, more than 100 years after it was composed, Congress passed a measure declaring the Star-Spangled Banner the official national anthem. Huh. Nearly two centuries later, the flag that inspired Keys still survives. That's the picture I will be showing once again. Uh, though fragile and worn by, years, by the years, it is uh stored at the national museum of american history i've been there i've seen the flag i have not where's that at uh dc really yeah and just so you folks know who are listening all five of you every museum in dc is free not everyone every national museum is but i mean still. if you try to go to spy museum it costs you to get in okay so like i went to the uh, the Nassau Museum, NASA, Na Nassau, Nassau, the Nassau Coliseum, <laughs> the Munster, the the Munster Museum. So it was free. It was a bunch. We went, uh, and if you're law enforcement, uh, show your car, but you go in the uh, train underneath the ground, the tunnel, you get a discount, or you ride for free, which we did. It's called the subway. The subway. Yes. 
And now it's called something else, another subway. They call it like the, the Metro. The Metro. Yeah. Actually, the Metro's down there are awesome. It's the cleanest trains I've ever been on. Oh, it's beautiful. It looks like, uh, yeah, you got to go visit it. I'm not going to tell you what it looks like. It's beautiful. So the uh, Star Spangled Banner itself, not the song, but the banner flag, started not with Francis Scott Key, but with Major George Armistead. Uh, when he, he was the commander of Fort McHenry. What? He was the commander of Fort McHenry. Okay. He knew prior to the attack that uh, Fort McHenry was going to be a target of the British. And he told the commander of Baltimore's defenses in July of 1813, he needed a flag, a big one. Uh, he quoted, we, sir, are ready at Fort McHenry to defend Baltimore against invading by the We, enemy. sir... Are here to defend the flag. I'm like, God, oh, not a. I said a flag, not a fag. You shouldn't really interrupt a quote. Well, I just did. Now I gotta go back and start again. You can just cut that part out. We, sir, quoted by Armistead. We, sir, are ready to defend Fort McHenry. Ready at Fort McHenry to defort, defend. Ugh, you screwed me all up, bro. <laughs> You're welcome. So, George Armistead, Major, said, We, sir, are ready at Fort McHenry to defend Baltimore against invading by the enemy, except we have no suitable ensign to display over the Star Fort. And it is my desire to have a flag so large that the British will have no difficulty seeing it from a distance. This ornery British... That's like as American as you can get. Yeah. It's just like, that's like my big fucking diesel truck. And I got a small penis. <clears throat> we, they started it. Armistead soon hired a 29-year-old widow and professional flag maker, Mary Young Pickersgill of Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland, to make a garrison flag measuring 30 by 42 feet with 15 stars and 15 stripes, each star and stripe representing a state. Told you we'd get there. Uh, it was a large flag, but not unusual for the time. Over the next six weeks, Mary, her daughter, three of Mary's nieces, a 13-year-old indentured servant, and possibly Mary's mother, Rebecca Young, worked 10-hour days sewing the flag using 300 yards of English wool and bunting. They made the stars measuring two feet in diameter from cotton, a luxury at the time. Initially, they worked at Mary's house, uh, which is now a private museum known as the Flag House. But soon their progress, they needed more room, and they went, they, <laughs> and they had to move to Claggett's Brewery across the street. <laughs> Where they got nothing done afterwards. <laughs> Where, yeah, Where it took another 18 months to finish. <laughs> yeah, I ran out of yarn. On August 19th, 1813, the flag was delivered to Fort McHenry. For making the Star Spangled Banner, Mary was paid $405.90. That's a lot of money then. Yeah, it's and, a lot of money now. And she received another $168.54 for sewing a smaller 17 by 25 foot storm flag. Likely used the same design. Is that, what she, is that all she was doing? So yeah. the storm flag, not the garrison flag known as the Star Spangled Banner, was actually flown during 
the battle. The garrison flag, according to eyewitnesses, wasn't raised until the morning. All right, sing it, Michael. I'm not going to sing it. Well, I'll sing it. So we know the first verse. Yes. I'm going to not. Oh, well, hopefully you do. I'm not going to sing the last verse. I'm just going to say it. Oh, thus be it over when freshmen shall stand between their loved home and war's, war's desolation. Blessed with victory and peace, may heaven rescue land. May the heaven. Yes, that's what I said. Heaven in. Heaven. Heaven. Heaven in. Heaven. Not heaven, heaven in. Heaven. That's how they would pronounce it. No, they would pronounce it heaven. Heaven. It's just in a, a breed. It's not heaven. Heaven. I thought they pronounced it heaven in. <sighs> okay. Praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. Then conquered we must when our cause is just. And our motto, and this be our motto, in God we trust. An all-star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave over the land of the free and home of the brave. What does spangled mean? Spangled, spotted, uh, freckled, I think. So I went to the bathroom the other day in the urinal at the Phillies game, and something splashed up on my dick, and I got spangles on it. No. <laughs> my dick spangled? Dude. Why? I'm just asking, man. So it jumped down my throat. That's kind of a short history <clears throat> of the Star Spangled Banner. That's really cool. Now, I know there's a ceremony to when they raised the large flag at Fort McHenry uh, from the Park Service. Um, the, this came up to me because I watch... Uh, on YouTube, Mike Rowe. Yeah, well, uh, I like him. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, he went down there, and and that was one of the things he did was I, help put that flag up. I was at the um the there's a music or um aquarium, but next to the aquarium in the Baltimore Harbor, there's a place where they used to make lead shot for the Revolutionary War, and apparently they would take the molten lead up to the roof of the building, and they would like dump it over i don't know if they sieved it but you'd have to look this up but it they would dump it off into the river and the height speed of it going through when it hit the water would create like a perfect sphere oh. and then they would they would collect all the lead shot off the bottom of the water on the ground and that's what they would use for musket balls i thought they made their own musket balls no that's how they made a shitload of them didn't you see uh um the patriot where he melted down a little lead figures and he had his little well, ball maker with yeah, a clip. You could do that too, but you're not making it for the whole army. I never actually thought about how they made them. I still don't understand it. And I don't know if they, I think they run it through a sieve, but it, there were still like, that's how they made them in England. There's a place in like Philadelphia that used, they don't make it that many anymore, but it's like all over the, wherever there's water in the harbor, and, you know. So they polluted the water with lead. I mean, lead's a naturally occurring substance. Yeah, but in high and concentrations, it caused burst effects. They're and... taking it back out of the water. Didn't you ever read the book, The Prophecy? Nope. Hmm, you should. Anyway, um, it's 
it's a good cool thing if you're in the baltimore area fort mchenry is a great place to stop i have not been there for years it's someplace i'd like to go again dude we should go down there it's not far from here no it's not that far at all three and a half hours shoot a podcast shoot some video at least shoot something <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the star spangled banner it's that's a short history there's i'm sure there's much more to it um oops francis Key basically wrote what he saw from eight miles offshore as he looked over the ramparts of God. the could you imagine being there and seeing that no or from a boat or where he was or a boot or like at that fort yeah unreal unbelievable uh so the history of the Spar spangled banner we took that on now you go take on the world that's it just take it on yeah go go just grab by the horns however you feel just don't don't not take the world on because if you ain't taking the world on, you're not taking the world on. And it was the point of taking the world on if you ain't doing such. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hold on to that. Welcome back to the Shit Show 2.0. Okay, boomer. Damn millennials. Wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Even flirters who who are obviously mentally ill. You want to be my wife? Oh, this is gonna go downhill real quick. 